What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at possibly 6 p.m. with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Thursday, May 26th. Here's what you missed while you were inside, learning how to defend yourself from zombies or just doing you. The Senate finally passed that bill that we talked about yesterday, late last night, in an actual unanimous vote. The House is expected to vote on Friday. We also got an unemployment report, and wow, over 3 million people applied for unemployment insurance last week. And millions will now be uninsured, forced to pay triple costs with COBRA, while some may be eligible for Medicaid. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services are considering reopening the Affordable Care Act exchanges. Generally, those health plans can only be purchased during open enrollment periods late in the year. If you happen to live in Florida, you've probably looked at each other like, hey, I hear it's bad, but we're not being told to stay home, so it must not be that bad. Well, that might be the work of the brilliant Governor DeSantis. See, he's still resisting calling out a shelter-at-home order, even though the numbers are fast rising in the state, calling it a real-world experiment. What the hell? Well, all this while many in America are still worrying about their loved ones' incarceration, mostly because they're not being told any information, and of course, all in-person visits have been canceled. Some prisons are now offering free long-distance calling and video calling, but others are definitely not and are charging anywhere from 21 to 51 cents per minute to get in contact with your loved one. There's an app that I've personally used to reach out to my friend that's locked up. It's called JPay. And wouldn't you know it, they sent me an email letting me know that if I purchased 100 stamps, that's a digital postage they use to send emails back and forth, well, I would get 10 for free because of the outbreak. How freaking generous of them. There's always some smut making money out here. Have you been locked up at home, caught up in the Tiger King phenomenon on Netflix? Well, I have to watch it all by myself because Joyce hates any documentaries involving animals that are caged up, and that's what this one is all about, kind of. Joe Exotic is some dude in Oklahoma that owned one of the largest private zoos with some hundreds of tigers on site. Watch the documentary. It really is something, 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 tiger's murder. In it, though, we find out that the Tiger King himself, Joe, had a pretty decent music career singing country songs about tigers. Sounds silly, but they're actually kind of catchy, and he's got a decent singing voice. But turns out, that fool can't sing. Apparently, pulling a Millie Vanilli on us all, it was actually sung by a musician duo Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton, and they say they had no idea he was going to use their voices in their song. All he did was sing softly over the top of the vocal track. Yeah. So this is what we resort to talking about and watching when we're trapped in the house for 13 days. Oh, Joe. Okay, if your main business is to insure companies against cybersecurity threats, provide incident response service and threat detection, it would probably be in your company's interest to protect your own data against intrusion. But Chubb, a major cyber insurance provider, failed to do just that. Quote, the insurance giant told TechCrunch it was investigating a security incident involving the unauthorized access to data belonging to unnamed third parties. Chubb spokesperson Jeffrey Zach said the company had no evidence that the incident affected Chubb's own network and that its network remains fully operational. Continuing, however, 
They said the attackers behind the incident posted a listing of data allegedly stolen from Chubb and included the names and email addresses of three senior executives, including CEO Evan Greenberg. The listing said the breach occurred in March, but the attackers have not yet published any of the stolen files. You might want to call your brokers, Chubb. Try haggling a payment out of this one. So here's an old story I dug up because I refuse to make this a COVID-19 podcast. There are plenty of those already, and most of the news today revolves around that annoying disease. So here goes. 5G. Say what? You've probably heard of it, and you might know that it's better than 4G. But question is, do you have the right 5G? Because, yeah, there's three types of 5G being built in the U.S. There's low band, mid band, and another one called millimeter wave. And the best part, all three carriers have three different strategies to roll it out. So really quick, the TLDR version of this, millimeter wave is about 10 times faster than LTE. It has very low latency, which means that individual messages are transmitted almost instantaneously. But you need to be standing really close to a tower or transmitter to get those kinds of speeds. You can't be indoors, and once you walk away from that special tower, you drop back down to lower speeds. AT&T and Verizon are rolling out one of these versions. Mid-band 5G, that's only coming from Sprint. It's about six times faster than LTE, but it's got a much smaller coverage area than low-band. And low-band 5G is mostly T-Mobile. They've already been advertising, but AT&T is also going to be rolling this out. It'll be about 20% faster than LTE. But most of what you're hearing about 5G today actually refers to mid-band or low-band, which won't be that much of a difference from today's wireless connections. Confusing things even more, Sprint and T-Mobile are merging, so I'm guessing they'll combine all of their 5Gs. And of course, don't confuse this all with AT&T's 5G-E, which is really just faster LTE, but not quite as fast as low-band 5G. Still with me? Probably not, but that's cool because this is the end and my wrap up. Basically, don't get caught up in the 5G hype. You're going to hear about it all year. It'll be Corona's little cousin in the news. But until these networks can really expand their millimeter wave coverage, which is probably about two to three years out, don't spend extra money on a phone that says it has 5G just for the 5G. You ain't going to notice a thing. Apparently, not everyone has to go out looking for a new job because the Duchess of Sussex, a.k.a. Meghan Markle, has landed a gig at none other than Disney+. And yes, it's a voiceover. If you'll recall, her husband, Prince Harry, was caught on camera and Mike hawking her goods as a voiceover artist to guess who? Former Disney CEO Bob Iger, right on the red carpet of the Lion King premiere. And looks like they took her up on it. She's going to be voicing a documentary titled Elephants for the Disney Plus streaming service. From People, the former Suits star's collaboration is with Disney, which will benefit Elephants Without Borders. The royal couple is continuing to support the causes that mean most to them as they exit royal life and work towards quote-unquote financial independence. Both Meghan and Harry have a history of supporting the majestic animals. The royal couple traveled to the African country of Botswana in 2017 to assist Dr. Mike Chase of Elephants Without Borders, getting up close to the elephants while aiding in the conversation effort. Get that check, Rachel Zane. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. 
If you're a daily subscriber, you probably noticed this episode came out later than normal, and I do apologize. Honestly, I just really wasn't feeling the news cycle today. But I'll get out of this funk, and I'll drop some more knowledge on you all tomorrow. They can't keep me down. So with all that said, remember to stay bathed and clean. Stay fit. Stay focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news.